Guardian, we've picked up a high-gain transmission. Origin point is somewhere along the coast, near the Cosmodrome. What is up, Guardians? This is Cosmodrome Radio, broadcasting live on all frequencies, all the way from here to Neo Muna. We are hanging out, talking about all the great things in regards to Destiny 2 and the game that we love. Don't forget that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Audible, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to a podcast, definitely check us out because we definitely can be streamed on any device. You can tell your Amazon Alexa to listen to us if you wanted to. That's really cool in my opinion. <laughs> but uh like you can also follow us on Twitter at Cosmodrome Radio. And if you just like for some reason cannot find the show, just go to CosmodromeRadio.com and all the links will be there as well. Um my name is Panda the Paladin. To my left, um we have one of the hardest work, work, working folks there is. Man is bleeding uh like cheddar biscuits as we speak. We have Alchemy. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I haven't been on the show for about a week now, maybe three or four weeks. It's I been two remember. weeks because we took a week off, and then we hit, we were here for the, the uh, for worms. So it's been two weeks. Yeah. Uh, all right. I've right. been pretty mad. Been working a lot. Been working at Red Lobster, and our AC's broken. Last week we had a random ass seat wave where I live. Oh. And that kitchen is like. Like a hundred degrees. You more boiled the lobster. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Then we have uh, somebody who d- d- is so determined to hang out with Asher Beer on a daily basis. We have Tower Bob. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yes, I love my Asher boy. I haven't gotten all of my catalysts yet for my Vex Caliber. I must. It should have been a sword. Hold aloft the the sword. That it should have been a sword. To me by the man of the Vex Radalarian Lake. That is not a metaphor, okay? It should have been a sword. <laughs> it should have, and then. But the technically, they already have a Vex sword. That's what the Worldline Zero is. No, there should have been like a legit data sword called Vex Caliber. It would have been cool. If you're gonna call something after Excalibur, it it's gotta be a sword. Sword. And while the memes of Monty Python are great, the the the, the Vex Man in the Raidalarian Lake must hold aloft a sword of shivering Samite. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to go ahead and dive into this episode, and there, Bungie dropped a lot of knowledge on us the past couple of days, but we're going to back up a little bit to, like, right before that happened in regards to uh, some uh, some patches we, we got, and as we talked about in the last episode with Wormkeeper, we talked about how the game itself has... Who, who, is, who is talking in the background? I would bring my sister. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, run her over with your car. Anyway, um, anyway, uh, back to the back to the show here. So, in regards to the fact of like th- like difficulty, we talked about it with Wormkeeper and how difficulty had been a big complaint in a thorn in the, in the side of the community 
ever since uh, my lightfall came out. And I was kind of at a point where I was very much like, yo, I'm content. Do we need to change a couple things like the like the nightfalls and whatnot? Yes, I'm down with those kind of changes. And like, especially even Bungie kind of put it in the like in the twab and like in the article, they're like, hey, we want to make this so you don't have to cheese it to accomplish the the the, the dub, but we still want it to be hard. And I'm like, yeah. that's what I, that's that's what I wanted to get at. I wanted to get to that level of things. And Bungie released a patch where they they, they sort of like lowered the difficulty across the board. And honestly, I feel like we might have went too far. I I really feel like all we needed to do was touch nightfalls. Like we needed to fix the battlegrounds, fix the nightfalls, and been done. But every like, yeah. like everyone seems to be more content. But I feel like we're gonna get to a point next season or the season after that where everyone's like the game's not difficult anymore, and they're gonna be and literally like Bungie's gonna throw their hands up. Bungie's gonna throw their hands up. And be like we don't know what you want. We don't know what you want anymore because we we try to raise the difficulty and y'all complain. We drop it down again, y'all complain. I, I have a feeling that it's it's gonna happen and people are gonna be throwing a fit again. Like even yeah. and like I even um like did a measurement because um I did a um I, I did not only did I do a root of nightmares, but I, I I actually got roped into doing a three man root of nightmares. And oh it it was easier in the new patch to do a three man route of nightmares than it was originally to do it with six people, and that tells me flat out that like that like, the route of nightmares has no challenge anymore. Like straight yeah. up, it has no challenge. Like the first two encounters blew through like it was nothing. Like well, barely do a master. Well, like master is a thing though, and like even from what I saw, yeah. like there there was there were people that were getting through master with barely any difficulty, even if they weren't like hardcore streamers. There were people saying like master difficulty wasn't that hard. They're more upset about the fact that that Bungie yeah. went back to the vault of glass the version of the loot system, where you only get a reward for completing the challenge, not for completing the the encounter. Because, like, for those who were super upset about that, that's where they got it from. It wasn't from, like, oh, Bungie's trying a new system. We don't like the new system. No. Bungie changed the master system for King's Fall and for uh, for, uh, Vow the Disciple. You got a new system for those. But in reality, with Master Root and Master Vogue, they're the exact same, where you have to complete a specific challenge to get a specific weapon. Yeah. I actually prefer that because it rises more challenge to the table. Yeah, and you actually don't because, get a free debt weapon for nothing. Yeah, because Monday um, around like three in the morning, I was doing the master um, Shizen challenge, and it is a bitch and a half because what you have to do is you cannot shoot your own. So if you're a runner, you can't shoot your own thing. Someone else on the other opposite side has to shoot it for you. Mm-hmm. And it was a pain in the ass. We were stuck there for like a good hour before we completed it. Yeah. Well, so- on, on normal, it was a pain in the ass. I was running a raid. Uh, I was running it, what was it, yesterday afternoon? Mm-hmm. And we were stuck on schism for an hour because uh, the wrong people kept hitting the wrong 
little nuts. Mm-hmm. And what's that challenge failed or whatever? Yeah, and it got to the point where I was like, look, y'all, I'm on a time crunch. I have to work in like 45 minutes. Let's <laughs> but no, like I, I really feel like Bungie across the board has lowered the difficulty to a point that people are going to be complaining again. Like yeah. it, it, it was actually like I understand that like certain things like the nightfall and needed the delay, like especially with, with the, the Mars Excuse battleground. Me? Like yeah. that thing specific the Mars battleground is gonna be nuts. Like without the oh, yeah, it definitely made. is. But yeah, like even now, like like look at the because it was to a point where unless you cheesed it from certain different tactics, you weren't completing it. Now it's to the point where yeah. it might be feasible, which is good. But I really feel like when it comes to the overall difficulty, it feels too easy. Like I've never done a low man raid in the history of anything until last week. And once the patch went live and I was doing this, I, like, I just randomly like joined one of our clan mates who was doing it. And I was like, wow, third encounter used to be a bit of a pain in the butt. But now I'm doing so much damage to the boss with one thunder crash that literally it's almost to the point we were like, like almost two phasing it. And it was just like, wow, this is insanity. Yeah. So it really concerns me that we're kind of like taking, we're trying, we're, we took two steps forward to get knocked five steps back. It, 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 it's kind of concerning me. I don't know how, like, how, like, like alchemy or tower. I don't know how you're feeling. Well, I mean, I, I, I feel comfortable with the changes, at least um, when it comes to doing, um, like legend and master uh, exotic quests, like you mentioned earlier, me, you know, going and visiting Asher, um, you know, doing the legend before they adjusted for the difficulty, whether it's it was solo, two or three man for the legend Avalon, like it was almost unplayable. You could yeah. not, you could not get past the. Um, what is it that that first puzzle section and since then i've been able to complete well i haven't completed it yet but i've been able to get to the boss uh with no freaking problems get me with my strand you know my infinite baby build i'm clearing ads got one person on the puzzle you know if there's a third person they're dealing with the darn you know snipers and stuff and it it feels mm, more along the lines of like Legend Seraph from last season, which is yeah. perfect. It it feels perfect. Not to mention the um was it the world enemies on Niamuna feel much better. Um oh, yeah, especially, especially the rare times when you actually get the freaking public event. It doesn't feel like you're having to deal with, you know, a grandmaster or freaking uh you know a raid boss anymore yeah it's still difficult but it's not like you're you know doing a master raid in a freaking public area anymore because i think someone calculated it out and like the like the red bar ads had almost as much health in the you know the the neomuna public spaces as like raid bosses that but see i didn't i didn't mind the the neo moon patrols like because like, 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 they talked about that in the, in the um patchers as well mm-hmm. i felt as if with the stuff they did with the patrols and the neo moon areas it finally felt like we like did something worthwhile with a destination like 
Especially yeah. with. I'm saying it was bad to begin with. What I'm saying is that with the public event, with the Vex uh, public event. The Vex strike. That's so. where, yeah, that's where it was, you know, really obvious. Like it. Yeah. It, but, but even then, I've like, been amount of time to to kill the big Minotaur, you know, to get that exotic chest, and out of like 15 times that I that I've done that since it's been introduced. I've only gotten the exotic chest once. Like that's right, like, but, but I, I, I still feel like... Change. I still feel like, though, that it's to a point where after, like, it, we, we, we were still very much to a, to a point where we were under-leveled. We had, like, like, not everyone had reached hard cap yet. Not everyone had started to boost their, their artifact yet. So a lot of these changes feel like they were too preemptive. People weren't, like, completing the battle pass. People weren't getting to the end of the road. And honestly, Neo Muna feels like it's actually worth revisiting to go just to be a patrol, to do patrols and make patrols feel like their time. Like if I go to the moon, if I go to like Europa to do bounties for the new season, it doesn't feel like there's a point to the ad. I can walk up to a random Elixity or a Vex and just punch them and they die. Like I'm on Neo Muna. I gotta throw hands. I can't. I don't gotta just like punch one dude. I gotta throw hands if I want to survive on the Yamuna. Like that's what's nice about it. Like I, I enjoyed the fact that there that we're not just steamrolling areas anymore. It feels oh, like yeah, we no, actually I have agree. to put effort into it. And then Bungie, and then everyone, like, like there was people complaining, and Bungie went, "Okay, cool, we'll walk this back." And it's like we didn't need to walk it back. I feel like there was parts that we needed to tune, but. Once we once everyone hit hard cap, I feel like and everyone got to like eighteen ten. I feel like people would have been more comfortable. Yeah, but we didn't oh, get totally to get that agree. opportunity. Yeah, totally agree with you on that. Um, oh gosh, I was gonna say something and then I lost my train of thought. Um, right. would you mind if I put my two sit in? Two in ahead, while you think about it. Maybe the thought will come back to me. <laughs> you see, with for me. I liked it, but like it just like the nightfalls and the lost sectors needing needed tuning in my opinion. Because the legend lost sector being at eighteen forty off rip, like how are people gonna enjoy the new exotics if unless if they're gonna have to work their ass off to actually get the role they want of the exotic? Because never mind surviving. Right. Yeah, because and, you'll get one I, shot like that. Exactly. Because and we're gonna get I to the, like, the, the the changes they're making with exotics. That's gonna be a really yeah. good thing. Because I remember when I first did Thrillodome as Legend Lost Sector, I got one shot just like that, mm-hmm. and it made me not want to do Legend Lost Sectors anymore. Like I would rather just try to get it out of a world drop or something. Yeah, I. Totally agree with you. Like it, well. they like they needed that nerve to lost sectors to like because right now I I go in at eighteen twenty eighteen twenty three I still get my ass kicked but I still I have a better chance at I don't die in one shot mm-hmm. in legend. Yeah. So yeah, like there was those couple things that needed to tune. But I feel like we we tuned a little too much. We overtuned. Yeah, like like because definitely like like it feels as if lost sectors are attainable now. But when it comes to just like normal content and raids, like 
what happened. Like, like it, it feels lesser than it was previously. Like, I like the mm-hmm. fact that I was able to just like like take Nezarek's gay like hatred in the middle of the raid, and then him just walk up and he like it took him like five hits to get close to almost killing me versus before it took him like two. I'm like, hmm? yeah, come, come again? What? What's going so on I here? Did a master, I did a master Nezzy, and in master, he 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 can still one shot you even with three void resist. God dang, that, that's impressive. But like, like time will tell to see like what happens. But I I I I, I say give it a season, give it a season, yeah. and people are going to be complaining again about there's the the game isn't difficult enough. I shot from Greppo. Well, Salt and Greppo, mm, I, I really want to have him as a guest one day. But like, even his April, <laughs> even even his April Fool's joke was just out of line. But we'll we'll talk about that a different day. Oh, I um, but basically, his April Fool's joke was making a threat about how he wanted Thunderlord to be nerfed. Oh, oh, I somebody somebody on my timeline retweeted. Yeah. That. I didn't realize but, that was him. Yeah, but it's whatever. Um, but diving into into the changes that like that um Bungie went out, they put out a giant reflecting on Lightfall launch and beyond thing, and I feel like but like uh Blackburn and the team actually were trying to like make like make up for the mistakes. They kind of owned the fact that they didn't tell people what their intentions were with this new way of storytelling. Of the whole idea of like give you a chunk in the expansion and then give you parts of it during the se- the seasons because they had never done it before and literally caught the entire community off guard to the point that the expansion itself feels like there's no story and then when you and then they're like hey give us like a little bit of time guys and it's like that's not what we're used to that's not what you sold this on this yeah. is supposed to be a complete package. No, we're gonna spread this package out across the entire year, and I still stand like we'll stand on the fact that if you're gonna do that, then you shouldn't have char- like charged more so for the premium edition to have all the seasons. It should have been like, okay, cool, you buy Lightfall and you get all the seasons. If you're gonna do that storytelling wise, that's where I'm kind of like that's where I, my yeah. like finality is at now. Where if you're gonna break up storytelling, because what happens to the random like casual player? Who doesn't have ten bucks to d- dive? Who bought Lightfall but can't buy season twenty-two? Do they just yeah. miss out on 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 story content? Like that's that's what I have an issue with. But I at least appreciate Hell, like everyone that bought the that couldn't buy the season pass this year. Mm-hmm. They're missing out on one of, if not one of the major deaths in the series. Yup. So it's like. It really feels as if Bungie like they needed to be more forthcoming, and at least they're owning that. I will give them that. Um, moving on from there, they they, they dove into uh, like their, the the issues and complaints people have with Guardian ranks and the concerns with that. Because the biggest thing that people have been wondering about as they grind Guardian ranks is, but Bungie was very upfront with, "Hey, come to the end of the season, your pre- everyone's good, like Guardian rank is going to get reset back to six at the end of the season." And it was like, that kind of sounds messed up if you're going to grind all the way up to 11 only to get knocked down again. And yeah. Bungie was like, okay, cool, we hear you. So what they're going to be doing is making it so the highest rank you get is what's displayed for a season afterwards. 
and then it will d- decay. So, and then if you get to a higher rank in the next season, that will become your highest rank, which I can get behind. I, I enjoy that. Well, they what- see, but um, what happens if, like, they get to, they get all the way back to twelve? Like, is it? 11 are they just gonna keep that 11 like all the time yeah no like if you work your way back to the the, if you work your way back to 11 you just keep 11 it won't decay that's what they're saying like if you but like say if i get to eight this season and then i get to nine the following season that would be like nine would take over but until i get to that nine i'll have eight while i'm at six if that makes sense yeah so, like, it's kind of like a placeholder. The highest rank that you got in the most in the most previous season is is the rank that will that will display. Yes. If during that same yeah. season, you get a higher rank, then that will move up, and the following season, however high you get, that will be your highest rank displayed. Um, he- Oh, which I think I think is okay. That what that means though is that that doesn't mean that you have to regrind six, seven, or seven and eight. It means that everything that you did for six, everything that you did to go up to seven, everything that you did to go up to eight will still count. And anything that you did prior uh in that previous season working towards the next rank will still count so if say for example i'm at rank seven right now i'm at 13 out of 20 triumphs to get to rank eight if i don't get the rest of those seven triumphs that i need (laughs) i'll still show at rank seven next season and i'll have all the rank, all the triumphs that I did previously that don't depreciate. So all the blue triumphs for rank seven will still be done and completed for me, and I'll only have to do any you know gold or gray uh, triumphs that will come back will come in for the next season. Any right. that you already have that work towards higher levels will already be completed for you. So like they adjusted the commendation system where yeah. now you only need like a hundred commendations to get um, to complete the commendations triumph to rank seven or whatever. Um, and so if you get more than a hundred commendations or you give more than a hundred commendations, that, that pre completes that auto completes for the next, however many levels. So those are already done when you get to the next level. So like one of the other things is I think in rank nine, you have to complete King's Fall or something like that, or complete all the legacy strikes that are currently active in games, something along those lines. If you've already done them, you know, if if you like have the title or you've already had those triumphs completed previously before Lightfall, those will auto complete for you. Right. So, like, but here, here's my hot take when it comes to the, when it comes to this whole system, though. Mm. It really felt weird that everyone started at six. Granted, they didn't want to just like deprecate and crap on veterans. They sort of like started everyone as sort of like a veteran rank. 
But at the same time, though, it felt it feels like a lot of the stuff you're doing at rank six. I, mean, I don't even know what is even at rank one through five. I might like try to watch a new light and see what they go through at some point. But like in terms of rank six, it like it really feels as if it's a lot of stuff, like like a lot of like standard stuff you would do in Destiny, rather than what should be done for yeah. higher ranks. So and also. It, what really bothers me is like even before they introduce these changes, it, it feels as if we should have sort of took like a Call of Duty approach to this, where it isn't just like stop at eleven because eleven feels like an arbitrary number to stop at. It really yeah. feels like we should have took t- sort of like an Apex Legends or a Call of Duty approach and went like, okay, cool, rank one through a hundred. Once you hit a hundred, you prestige, you prestige, and you go to the like, like, like to like. Like 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 so like, like like a valor rank like you go to legend tier or mythic yeah. tier and you hit this sort of like prestige and then that prestige doesn't just deprecate at the end of the season but like say next season regardless of where you are you go back to level one but you keep that prestige you earned that yeah. prestige but you will have to go back to level one for the next season that makes and a lot more sense. Yeah, like you're like like it, it. It would be more rewarding, and it would show who's the vets, who's the sweats, because yeah. especially if you have like multiple hundreds of prestiges, it would give the like the people who need to touch grass something to do. Where you have this crazy looking prestiged number next to your name, where the wings are out to the damn walls, and it would give you something to <laughs> to, to, to strive for in terms of like what your number symbolizes because it shows hey you did this this much content in the game you deserve to have this level of prestige and then if you you get to a point like apex where level 500 isn't enough you'll then introduce a new like tier to to, to do it and go from there like you you would make more sense to do it that way rather than just going hey your stuff's going to decay after a while kind of thing. It feels very weird the way they're doing it. Even with the commendation system, because they're like, they're saying they're going to tweak the commendation system and whatnot, but it feels less as less like, Hey, this person got this commendation because they earned it. And more like, Hey, give this person a commendation that way they raise points. Like it feels like less of a, Hey, good job. It's more of like an obligation. And I, I really bugged me because they tied it so much to the Guardian rank. They're like, and then they keep lowering it and lowering it in terms of like what the requirement is. But I feel like it was a mistake to even combine it with it to begin with. Like yeah. it should have been its they own thing. Heck, I was taking, I was watching Kiddo um, go through um, seasonal content earlier today. And uh, when he got to his first battleground, you know, he was like, oh, well, I'm not going to do commendations. You know, what's the point? I'm, and I had to kind of explain to him that's like, one, it'll help you raise your guardian rank. Um, but two, you know, I had to explain to him that it's almost like a, you know, a, um, like like a common courtesy at this point. Yeah. I didn't want to tell him that that it's all that that it's required. So I had to explain to him, okay, well it's it's a common courtesy. It's like saying thank you, you know. And I, you know, I explained to him as well that like, you know, hey, next next season, 
you know, guess what? They're going to be adding in best dress. So now you can tell people that you really like their fashion instead of, you know, calling them a joy bringer or whatever. Like, hey, with with a 13 year old kid, stuff like that, <laughs> a little bit more easier to explain. But mm. then, you know, he still didn't. Understand. Fashion is destiny and game. Oh, oh fashion is the <laughs> true end game. Fashion is the true end game. Anyone who says different, fight me. Um, you are some hooligan, I swear. Even even my thirteen year old son understands that, and he's he's still only getting blues. But he goes in and he'll be like, "I need the best fashion, mom. <laughs> Anything that matches with my lucky pants." Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yes, um, it, it it very feels like Bungie's trying to fix some things. But we still have some critiques and some things like we'll see what happens. It kind of like feels like everyone's on the same page there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so then Bungie moved on to uh, build crafting and they're introducing some things. They've gotten some feedback because they're like, hey, people are still kind of struggling to get used to this armor charge system. They don't fully understand in some cases how to generate armor charges on certain subclasses. And they see how everyone likes the new the artifact mod or hey, if you get a fire sprite, you get an armor charge. Yeah. So they're like, okay, cool. It's totally not overpowered with the new firebolt mod mm-hmm. in Crucible. Right. So it's very much like, okay, cool. They're gonna they're gonna they're adding elemental charges back into the game, similar to how it was before, if you picked up a elemental well you got a charge with light now they're like okay cool if you if you pick up a um void breach or a ionic trace or a um, fire sprite or a stasis crystal or if you shoot a, a um, strand tangle you get an armor charge and i think that's a great way to go about it because it incentivizes people to build craft into their subclass yeah now do I think with stasis that's gonna be broken on Titans? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, most definitely. Oh, God. Like, 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 my Grandmaster build is gonna be whack, but it's fine. Um, but in general, for people who aren't that great at build crafting and are newer at it, I feel like it's going to be a great thing. And they're even introducing another mod called Powerful Attraction, where whenever you use your class ability. Um, within like they, they didn't say what what the vicinity is. It just says a radius. Um, a like um, it'll be like well, oh, a radius is determined by how many copies of the mod you have. All the orbs of power that are around you will be like a magnet, just come straight to you. And I think that's Ooh. cool. I think that's, that's cool. Maybe. But that might get broken real quick if hunters are just dodging yeah. around the arena and doing dumb shit. I feel like that could be really broken. <laughs> They did admit that uh, dealing with something like that, um, especially from a larger radius, uh, is something that does strain their system. Mm-hmm. They also mentioned that shooting a orb with a shoot to loot weapon will also. Yep, they're changing shoot to loot to do that as well, instead of, instead of just being ammo. Right, that. that will, like, personally. Ooh, that's gonna be I, great I, I with my I've with never my, found um, it valid in D two for shoot to loot. 
because it doesn't really matter to me as someone who primarily uses kinetics. Um, I mean, shoot the loot was interesting but, from a end game standpoint, but in normal content, you don't yeah. really need it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But now, if I have a shoot to loot weapon and you know there's orbs of power all over the place, well, great. I don't have to go running like in in planets in in the yeah in freaking uh uh Ron. I won't have to run past the freaking boss and possibly get stomped by him in order mm. to get my super back, which makes yeah. me very happy. That's happened to me a few times. Right. <laughs> you know? So so that definitely will be exciting in regards to that. But also Bungie did say like they did re-emphasize we are getting three new um uh, uh aspects per like one per sub one per class next season for Strand. So that'll definitely help with the build crafting because I will admit with strand right now it feels like per class unless you're like, like unless you're using the strand specific exotic there's not really a reason to use strand like it feels like you're geared into Let one see, build. Oh, well, that, well, that. that is incredibly valid for ad player. Right, like like yeah, like warlocks have in, got, um, infinite thread links with titans it's ambient leap. With hunters, it's the the helmet. Like you have these specific builds that are built around their exotic, or at least the exotics emphasize the build. Otherwise, there's like there's no really differential when it comes to the builds. But with these well, aspects, um, people are saying there might be different. Swarmers, dude. Like swarmers well, are great and all, but yeah. like honestly, all you really need is a couple a of pair of necrotic grips. Right. Yeah. Grip I have another world and you're good. Yeah, so it yeah. very much feels so, like hopefully um, with these it'll get a different. With Necrotic Rips and Oscar and consuming your um, shout grenade, that's what I've seen most people use for ad clear. That's Not insanity. Everyone has Necrotic Grips and that's what makes me really happy about the yeah. new exotic system. Which we are about to get to. Don't, don't you worry about that. Um... <laughs> But see, here's the thing. So let's dive into this real quick. Before well, before we do, the Bungie also said with artifacts next season, they're like, "Hey, we know artifact clicking and resetting can be annoying. Next season, we're just gonna make it so you can click and apply and refund with one click on each mod. That's gonna be dope. So yeah. look forward to that. Like, there'll still be a limit." But you can click and unclick and refund and, and buy each one individually. So good on Bungie for that. They just didn't roll it out with Lightfall because of limitations, which cool. That's fine. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the big thing that they announced is the focusing decoding because what people have been saying for ages that focusing exotics, especially when it comes to running law sectors, is a pain in the butt. It's yeah. so hard because not only is it hard to even get an exotic you want. It's hard to even get a good roll of it sometimes. And people would love the opportunity to focus an exotic in a specific thing now. Yeah. Or get exotics from the expansion or season a different way. Yeah. But here's the thing Bungie did not say that they are going to make it so you can, like, can bypass the law sector method. They they did not say that because if yeah. you look at if you look at the article, any like it does not specifically say 
that exotics that are locked behind uh, uh, expansions, like say, if I wanted to go get a pair of ice ball mantles, <clears throat> I would still need to complete the law sector where I got the exotic to then to then focus it. Similar, like it's like that's that's still going yeah, to like, be a I thing, go, at least from what I see here. Like, there's or ambient leap. There's still you still have to gain it from the or the source because if you look at say Zerb. Zer's exotic engram pool only has exotics that you have previously obtained from 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 us like from the wild or from their source. You can only re-roll with Zer. You can't just or well, let me rephrase that. You can only yeah. re-roll world-based exotics, not lost sector exotics, until they enter the pool because yeah. those are still locked behind that way. So you still need to complete the lost sector. Get the exotic from the law sector, and then you will be able to go to this new method and focus it. And also, Did you not clarify that about the Vex incursion, though. That's the thing. They did state that with the the Vex public event, that it will now drop any exotics that you do not currently have. I still, I, I see. I really feel like will. Then, then it will drop you a random roll. But I, I still feel like you have to it, do the lost sector in order to get that into your pool. Yeah, like the, every lost sector exotic is still put behind there. You don't get to evade that. So I yeah. feel like until you get it from a lost sector, it won't apply. They, 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 they're very, like they very much didn't yeah. include that, and I feel like that was intentional. Because at that point, there would be no reason to run the law sector at all. They still want you yeah. to run the law sectors. They just want to give you a chance to, like, go for this. Now, there's two other caveats with this <laughs> that I think were intentional. So Bungie had, if you look at the diagram they set up for the focus decoding, it shows Red War helmet, Red War um, chest, Red War hands, Red War legs. But then Shadow Keep, Forsaken, Beyond Light, Witch Queen, um, <coughs> um, Lightfall. It doesn't show each one individually for the rest beyond Red War. I wonder if there's yeah. a way to change that later on. If not, and you're only able to focus specific uh, like uh, limbs via Red War, that's going to suck. But yeah. if it, if they make it so you can later on earn the ability to focus like a random pair of arms from Forsaken or vice versa, that will be good. But we will see. Um, also, the cost is a lot. <laughs> yeah, 30k glimmer for for a roll um, you know, just to get any random exotic, but the focus decoding is what? 50k or something like that plus or no it was 60k plus uh ascendant shard and a cipher so yeah. so if you want a specific ciphers to five instead of just one which i'm yes and they, it says for precision decryption directly focus any exotic armor you want it will have one exotic engram three ascendant shards 60,000 glimmer and one cipher. 
So what I really like about this is for from seasons upon seasons now, it is felt like if you didn't use the exotic cipher from your battle pass because you were sitting on one, tough luck. And also, if you have every exotic in the game and you're satisfied with your role, you just have been sitting on an exotic cipher for God knows how long. Me. So so I feel as yeah, me. So I feel so I feel as if them going, hey, you can you can use ciphers to focus specific roles. A, it incentivizes people to go get the cipher quest from Zero every week, and B. It makes it so you actually have a reason to use it more often if you want to focus for a specific type of build. And yeah. I really enjoy that. So that's going to be exciting. So, But here's the, my two cents, Panda. Um, I honestly think they should go back to um, where you can re-roll the stats with a certain type of item like you can in D1. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. No, no, no. Because he, here's my thought process with that. That would cut the hamster wheel in half versus cutting it in like by cutting it down by a third. Which is kind of I, I can see where Bungie's intent is. They're like, hey, we want y'all to grind. We want you to play the game. And if you just but like because you can see like a really hardcore player doesn't touch any grass, just running in the cut. And farming a bunch of the material to re-roll the exotic, and then only but you would just be sitting at Rahul for five days re-rolling exotics until you, until you have the roll you want. That would be broken. Versus here, you have to get engrams, you have to get glimmer, you have to get ascendant shards. You like the wheel is like more expansive this way versus them cutting it in half with just. Hey, get a bunch of one material, and you get to sit in Rahul for five days. Not how they did in D one. Like that material was like rare. Like you had to dismantle an exotic piece to even get it. Hmm. But like, um, like how they would implement that in D two, you couldn't just pull like infinite exotics out of your collections. You. They just wouldn't give you any. Like, they have to either be a wall drop, armor piece. That will give you the... That will give you it. Not even Lost Sectors will give you it. It has to be a wall drop exotic. They mm-hmm. able to get you that um, that material. Right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Interesting. Okay. That makes because back in D1, we didn't have... We didn't have the collections to like cost like ten, like ten k glimmer and thirty legendary shards. Right. Like, we didn't have that. All we had was world drop exotics and Zer. Mm-hmm. So okay, I see what you're saying. That's cool. But but regardless, I'm excited for the ability to focus exotics. We're gonna see how that goes. It's gonna be very exciting, and it gives people more more stuff to to, to play for. So I'm I'm down. Um, the next thing we're gonna move into the TWAB. The TWAB was the hype that was me reading this TWAB. My god, so we've already talked about the stuff that was in the article, so we'll skip that section. But in terms of the the GMs, GMs are gonna be nuts. What what is nice is they're keeping GMs pretty much the way they were previously, 
So while they will be a pain to complete, other than the changes they did to the battlegrounds, all GMs are pretty much going to feel the same way they did prior to Lightfall, which is fine. I'm down with that. We already have to deal with the fact that Proving Grounds is this week, and it's going to be a pain in my left nut. Um, but we'll get to that <laughs> when we when we get there. You know, Alchemy knows exactly what the hell I mean about that because Proving Grounds is the devil. Um, but yeah, then, it is. But then Bungie said, "Hey, yo, so like, we're gonna let you know what's 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 leaving and what's coming real early." So what do I mean? So for Nightfalls, for Trials of Osiris and Iron Banner, there are and for competitive PvP, there, there's always been like weapons that rotate out every season. And Bungie has even said, "Hey, we're not going to give you all the hints, but but, but like we will still we're going to be keep expanding the legacy focusing." And I really enjoy that. So Bungie's like, "Hey, Whistler's whim for Trials just had its last week as an adept weapon." But you will still, and it's going to rotate out of out of the system. But it will still be able to be obtained in legacy focusing after, like, like now. Similarly, yeah. Mindbender's ambitions final week to be adept is April eighteenth. So mark write that down. Malicious birthright, the kinetic lightweight grenade launcher. That, that its last week will be May second. So if you want to farm Malicious birthright or Mindbender's, make sure that you do it during GMs or Nightfalls those specific weekends or, or those specific weeks rather and then and like or if you just want to focus engrams for um cheaper like through the focusing system do it that way and make sure you're doing it right um trials in the inquisitor slug shotgun and whistler's whim are rotating out um inquisitor they've already said that uh may 9th is going to be its last week as an adept weapon so if you're really wanting a good like chappy legendary weapon because it really is a chaperone as a legendary. You better get it then. It is. Um, Iron, Iron Banner, we're losing Wizen Rebuke and Hero's Burden, which I well, that really bugs me. <laughs> the <laughs> the two like, old weapons uh, that came back like two seasons ago are now getting rotated out. That is hilarious. Not, not only that, like they just came back, but also... They legitimately just got perk refreshes because Wizard Rebuke has uh, a yeah. volt shot now, and Heroes Burton has destabilizing rounds. So it really feels like if you don't grind Iron Banner this week or in two weeks, you're gonna have to buy these guns from the, the legacy pool. And that's very odd to me. Like, why not make it so these guns stay around when you're gonna perk refresh them? Yeah. Uh, felt, feels a little weird. Um, like with, take out um, Gnor's axe and no, no Gnor's uh, axe just got here. Gnor's axe no, was I'm last season. About Allied demand and oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, some of the older and stuff, you know, Allied demand and there's another one that came out. I think it was Allied demand and and, and and wisdom rebuke. I don't know why they're getting rid of Heroes Burden already. It was Allied demand and wisdom rebuke that came at the same time, I believe. But it's cool. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll get there. It's fine. And then competitive, we are we are getting rid of rows. So if y'all haven't got a good rose yet, you got three chances per week until the end of the season. So you better start grinding now because when rose is gone, it's gone. So play that comp. Ooh. Then Bungie said that 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 actually concerns me because I know with the comp changes, the three v three changes that they made recently. I think it was last season uh-huh. um, where one of the one of the quest steps 
that you have to do is earn rose. Well, are they? They'll probably change the quest step. To the new, yeah, the new weapon that they're. Yeah, I think they'll probably do that because otherwise that quest will be broken and people have to sit there for three weeks till they fix it. Um, Yeah. And then Bungie said, hey, here are the weapons that are coming in. We're getting a new weapon called Braytech Osprey, which is a... Vo- new. Oh, it's not new? That's not new. No, that's from That War is Mind. a Warmind Void Pokemon. I'm sad. I got excited. I think it was a new weapon. Oh, my God. Osprey, Osprey Ooh, I like what it looks. One of those weapons that was in an incredibly rare drop. Ooh, I like the way it looks. Protocol. Oh. No, it wasn't Escalation Protocol. It was the Knockrush Strike during oh. Warmind. Uh, that makes so much yeah. sense. Okay, cool. So we're both proven wrong. So Braytech, well, Osprey's coming back. And then the GOAT itself, the GOAT loaded question is coming back. Oh, that's going to be such an awesome thing. That dude. And then, and and but we're also getting a strike weapon called Positive Outlook to be a, vo- a, a void precision auto rifle. Gambit Ooh. is getting a strand linear fusion rifle. Ooh. Um, cru- crucible, crucible is getting the one, the only Randy's throwing knife back in the cut. Oh, it's going to be a good time, ladies and gentlemen. Randy's no, is no. back on the menu. No, no, no. I, I hate 120s. No but, no, but here's the worst part, uh, uh, Alchemy. You're not thinking about the fact that if, it, if it's just a crucible weapon, if we keep resetting shacks, Randy's is going to have like six perks in the slots. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, I will not be playing next season. Goodbye. I'm I'm quoting Destiny. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I have some good news for you, though. I have some good news for you. What so, tr- so Trials is getting an Arc Glaive. Yes. And and, and and also, 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 my favorite weapon is coming back. What what what's Panda's favorite Trials weapon besides Astral Alchemy? Chirurgic. No. How, how, how do you know no. me? What, what, what is wrong with you? Uh, no, I'm trying to remember. The goat. The best thing that ever happened to me. Messenger, mm-hmm. you hooligans. Messenger, anyway. yeah, you probably even posted it in the chat. I am so messenger. The goat, the king of pulse rifles, is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. And they're and then they if they refresh it and put keep away on it. Oh. Your boy's gonna be tripping. Um, and, and then for battling on messenger, I will actually grind trial. They won't. Well, no, they won't make it. They won't put it on on messenger, it, like because messen because messenger is a primary. It's not a strand weapon. Yeah. So why would they put an, a strand specific perf on a on a on no, a kinetic fair, weapon? That's fair. That's fair. That's. And then Iron I mean, they Banner, could now, make now, a strand. Now hold up. How do, hold up though? Iron Banner is getting a strand fusion rifle. And also, one one of my favorite things on God's Green Earth is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. The 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 swarm of the Raven is coming back to Iron Banner. It's gonna be legendary. That's That's the heavy grenade launcher. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I remember that. Mm. It's gonna be beautiful. Now that can get chain reaction stabilizing rounds. That's Mm -hmm. gonna be fucking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fun. 
nits. I, then, I will grind for a blinding nits. And then competitive is getting an arc sniper rifle. That's all they said. So that'll be interesting to see Ooh. what happens with comp. Is yeah. that it's gonna be... that I might be grinding that because sniper's <laughs> on my pit. Well, y'all know me. You're gonna see me in uh in 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 Gambino for that linear fusion. That linear. You're gonna hunt that linear down. Oh, all right. I love my linears. I love my heavy machine guns, and I love my rocket launchers. All right, all right. And then for folks, if you didn't see, for Bungie, you thought they were slick. And, and put a for the first time ever put a shader in Prime Gaming. So if you have no the second a, time, the second time that was the first time. No, the second time because if, remember that um, purple and silver shader I have. Oh uh, yeah, well no, that, 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 that was a twi- that was a Twitch one. drop. That was a Twitch drop. Yeah. No, that was actually I've, Twitch I've, Prime I've shader. I've I've gotten Prime Shader before, yeah. Okay, so like this is the I second time, which is really annoying. But like, so yes, if you have Amazon Prime, <laughs> if you have Amazon Prime, make sure you log into your Twitch, link your Amazon Prime to your Twitch, make sure that you collect these rewards because it's yeah. free loot. It's free loot. You get emotes, you get ships, you get ghost shells, you get exotics from time to time, you get ornaments from time to time. So definitely yeah. hop in on that and it's grab that. Gross. And the shader. Honestly, it's, it's nice. kind of like a knockoff version of Kalisic Treasured, in my Which opinion. Which I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty hyped purple. about. So definitely also, looking speaking to... about that, Kalisic Treasured. Is it, is it available? No. You told me something earlier in the week? I didn't tell you nothing. So, But, 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 we're, but moving on. Um, and hey. t- I didn't tell you nothing. I'm not. I'm not. Getting, I'm not getting in trouble for that. You. 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 You ain't about to expose <laughs> me on the air for that. No. 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 We know nothing about what's going on. Anyway. Um. And like. Like. But. Like. But yeah. You. You got me all flustered now. Anyway, folks. <laughs> um. You. Alchemy about to get me in trouble. I'm gonna throw chonklas at him, guys. You know, Alchemy got me in trouble right now. So. Uh. <laughs> but no. Um. But. But uh, like. Hmm. I am flustered and I don't like it. Anyway, so right now, get ready. Like, just be excited because new things are coming to Destiny. Um, we have a lot of stuff going on in terms of the game right now. Um, they're they're very much hinting at season of the deep is going to be like the season of change for a lot of things, and I'm very excited about it because it feels like in terms of story, this season was very lacking. And we're going to dive into the story next week, hopefully, because like nothing will be going on. We finished the story beats finally like last week. So uh, we will touch on that next week. But so we have a little bit of time. Why don't we talk about these PvP changes? And I wasn't going to talk about it, but we'll, we'll touch on these PvP changes that are going to be coming. I will go back to the PvP article because across the board, it feels like PvP is in a, like what I would say, almost a really good place. Almost. Not with one SMG. Right. One like SMG there are some outliers. But like across the board, it really feels like like the the Destiny PvP is almost in a very healthy place. But let's talk about some stuff. Immortal. Immortal. So the Immortal SMG came out through Trials of Osiris two weeks ago. Well, well, three weeks ago now. The very first week. The first first week that Trials was, was, was out. And Quite literally, this gun has taken over PvP in a way that we never thought possible. It has the same gun model as Multimock in Borrow Time, 
But for some reason, because it's an aggressive frame, it has gone out of its way to just be a weapon that can outrange pulse rifles. It can destroy destroy people super fast. And even without a perp like target lock, and with target lock, it's even worse because with target lock, you get bonus weapon damage just for continually firing at a target and, and causing damage. So you get boosted damage for dang near free and just continually get to do like just almost destroy someone with a TTK of only like 0.5, I believe it is. And and normally I'm not someone that like talks about TTKs and whatnot, but it really feels like with this gun specifically, and combine that with the situations going on with Ikelos SMG and with Teraba, it feels as if the community is I'm going to get to that. It feels like the community is very divided right now on what to do. And the consensus has been shorten the range of the aggressive SMGs and we're fine. I can get behind that because there's enough counters at short range to deal with it because there's no reason on God's green earth that an SMG should be able to outclass a pulse rifle. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoever told you that lied to you. Like, there should be no reason that your SMG is outclassing me. I'm sorry, because my messenger should be able to outrange you. End of story. Yeah. Um, in terms of target Taraba. lock, yeah, Taraba is out of control. And a lot of people are right now saying we need to nerf Titan Peacekeepers. No. no. Peace, peacekeepers is not the problem, because all they're doing it's is... The is, is is giving a boost to an archetype. The archetype yeah. of the gun is already a problem. Like, because if you ruin the, the, the pants, the pants serve no purpose. The gun yeah. being as good as it is, that's the problem, because if the gun is already busted out the box, the pants are just buffing a, 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 a busted gun out the box. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like, like, it feels as if we need to rein in the SMGs because and everyone's always like, oh, Taraba isn't that bad. Taraba isn't that bad. Taraba has been a sleeper menace for seasons upon seasons now that no one's really talked about. And then when it got worse around Lightfall with IPO's SMG being a menace, and then now this, they just need to take a little bit of a range nerf. Range nerf, maybe a little bit of a damage nerf, if you ask me, but just a range nerf specifically, and we'll be fine. Target yeah. lock. Target lock. I don't know. In PvP, should get in, in PvP, I feel like with SMGs, maybe auto rifles, it ain't that bad because the it gives it gives the hockey or at least the slow firing auto rifles a reason to exist. It gives yeah. auto rifles a reason to even exist in PvP. So I'm okay with it on auto rifles, but on SMGs, it needs to come down a little bit. I'm done. Yeah. Um. Then there's the issue of fusion of fusion rifles. I real you what? should not be able to one shot somebody. No, no, no. Let's have a let's have a real conversation. Let's have a real conversation. Bungie does not seem to understand. I, I forget what season it was. It was either haunted or prior to haunted. It was haunted. Uh, okay, it was haunted. That was around the time that Bungie made fusion rifles hit scan. And what hit scan means is. It doesn't matter how many of the bolts hit you in almost any circumstance. If they connect with you, you are probably going to die. It doesn't like you can like a person could miss half of a spread of a fusion rifle 
and it will still kill you. And it and like that. And that's why you've seen the rise of the friggin' um, what's it main called? Ingredient. Main ingredient. The main ingredient fusion rifle that Zer sold for one weekend, and that people could get somewhat similar roles through Dares of Eternity. You saw, yeah, fusion rifles under come, pressure range kind of, um, or, or like tap the trigger. It was it was under pressure tap the trigger, and you saw all these people coming in with this gun. Just mowing people down, and like it's to the point where either it it like sort of comes into the top ten of trials, or it's it's right under the top ten. You see fusion rifles yeah. upon fusion rifles sitting there doing these tons of damage, where shotguns still can't come near to outclass them again. And it's to the point where fusion rifles dominate this meta spot, where if you use one, it's almost a free kill every time. Now, granted, there are some wiggle room, like especially right now, they're about to buff rapid fire frames because rapid fire frames don't always have that. You hit your butt, your pellet, your, your pellets, you get the one shot. Now they're like, hey, we're probably going to fix that. And they're saying, oh, it's about a resilience thing. No, it's not. They're lying to you. Something else is going yeah. on in that code where we, when we have clips upon clips, there are different people in PvP that can tell you firsthand. There are so many clips of people just holding down the trigger and getting free kills from fusion rifles. It's asinine. It makes no sense as to I why remember, this is occurring. Um, when we went into trials on Altar of Flame um, last week. Uh, yeah, last weekend. You were completely behind a wall except for your foot, and your foot took all that damage in one shot. You like you yeah. should not be able to one shot someone behind a goddamn wall. No. Oh, you know, there's been so many times where I'll like jump in the air at someone and only my feet will catch the fusion rifle and I will die. And I and it's just like, why? Why is this possible? And then here's the and here's the other also, it can grow through knockout shields. Yes. As well. And, and and also it's to the point where like um I even said this prior to barricades being nerfed. Most fusion rifles can one shot barricades even before the nerf. So yeah. it really like, like that's why when people would say, oh, nerf barricades, I didn't I didn't understand why they were saying this, because every fusion rifle in the game can one shot the barricade. But then it's also a situation of look at the, the problem with fusion rifles when it comes to their, their ease of use. There are so many times where I will shoulder charge somebody or I'm trying to duel them with a pulse rifle or an SMG or even a hand cannon. And they're like on the brink of death. Like they are literally about to die. And And all they're doing is just holding down the trigger. They're not like, they're not really like, like, like scoping in. They're not doing anything. They have almost no control over their sticks. They're just shooting because they're holding down the trigger and there's no penalty. There's no penalty for just holding down the trigger. I am of the belief if you're not going to fix the hit scan issue, there should be a threshold where if you take a certain amount of damage while holding down the trigger of a fusion rifle, oh, I took up, I'm about to die. Oh, my finger comes off the trigger. Or like in the game, you lose the charge of the fusion rifle because in what world can you keep holding down the trigger as I blind and shoulder charge you in the face and you're at one health? 
Like there yeah, should be no way to survive yeah. certain circumstances or like in duels when I have a pulse rifle to you and you're at one health or a hand cannon and you're at one health, but all you've been doing while I'm dueling you is holding down the trigger. There should be a threshold that you have to meet before it just deactivates. There should be no reason that you should have this perfect ease of use for this gun. Fusion rifles across the board, doesn't matter what archetype it is, have been too easy to be used. Like, it was to the point that people were bringing out the last wish fusion rifle and going flawless with it. And no one that used the last wish. Like, who, who, who that uses cool. that thing? That kills you. No. Like, in what world does that gun just come out of left field and start doing yeah. mass, like mass damage? Like, or or now, with, like even before the rapid fire buff that's about to happen, people were going into Garden of Salvation to get God rolls of that fusion rifle, and it gave people yeah. a reason to farm Garden. And I'm like, what are you people doing here? I'm like the only person of like five people that likes Garden of Salvation, and it just it was so funny to me. So it's it's very also, weird. Glaciochasm. Glaciochasm. Oh my god, that thing is amazing. Like and that's the thing too. Charge times. Charge times are abysmal on some fusion rifles, but they can still one shot. Like you can literally be have the worst charge time in the game, and it'll be a one health from somebody shooting you with over like fifty bullets. But because you have a fusion, there are times, actually, no, it happened just this past weekend in trials with Alchemy, where quite literally one person's glacioclasm killed me and him. Because oh, we were standing yeah. in a line. We were standing in a line coming into, into the room. And like half the pellets hit me and half the pellets hit, pellets hit Alchemy. And we both died. In what world does that make sense? What other special weapon besides a sniper where they have a perfect collab with both of you in a straight line can do that? Oh, Shotguns know. can't do that. Like, sh- what oh, shotgun can do that? freaking cloud strike. Right. Like, it, yeah. like, 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 it makes no sense that fusion rifles can kill two people in one burst. Like, you see, the only fusion rifle that should be able to get a collab is Kalecho because those Yoden. are actual projectiles. Yeah. Or Yoden because that has a lot of heat. <laughs> Yeah. But so it's very much a situation where I really feel like Bungie needs to actually take a look at fusion rifles and either take away the hit scan or ta- or or make it so there's a threshold of damage that you can take where it deactivates the charge. And like yeah. it will be a surprise to people of oh I don't hear a sound, I don't feel a vibration, I don't get the reward of holding down the trigger, but you still have to actually learn how to use the gun. There's an art form to yeah. it. There's a re- there's an actual reason to get a charge time masterwork. Like there's reasons behind it because rather than you just getting a free kill, because that's what fusion rifles have been is just a, a a free kill stick. You rush in, you get a kill, you, you and then you kill the rest of the team. There's been times where like like there was a specific round of trials this weekend where, where I literally killed. Two people with both with with each of my two glacioclasm shots, and then I shoulder charge killed the other guy with Paragon Greaves. And it was like, why? Why is it that easy for someone to pick up a fusion rifle and just do that? It should not yeah. be that easy. So I really feel like we need to take a look at fusion rifle specifically. Now, 
the changes that Bungie talked about, where they are going to be diving into Trials of Osiris, because like the map, the map weighing and whatnot, we can have a conversation about that a different day. The map weighing and whatnot, but I like, like I, I want to talk specifically about Trials and what's happening with the, the 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 lab next season in terms of the new matchmaking, because it really feels like with this new matchmaking system. Bungie is totally misunderstanding what the issue is with Trials of Osiris. So, like, and I rarely ever do this, but I am going to read off what is specifically going on with the lab. So, uh, where is it? Uh, So, not only are we like this is separate from the specific thing, but not only are wealth passages going to give you more trials rank. Mercies are getting bumped from one free loss to two free losses, which, which uh, I, I think, think very that's good. What they did in D one, but in terms I'm of how the new matchmaking will work, we will now have two active soft pools. Soft meaning that matchmaking initially prefers not to blend the pools, but will, if necessary, to find a good game quickly. So the distinction is not as dramatic as the as one between flawless and non-flawless in the current system. Challenger pool. This is where most players are who currently play trials on a week-to-week basis and who want to go flawless will play. It represents an experience more like the original iteration of trials in D1, without a focus on making games more difficult as the card progresses or after you have been flawless. This pool matches based solely on connection. There is no matchmaking on tickets anymore <coughs> or wins or skill. Players who have any card with no losses, including a card after reset, or those playing with someone in a fire team that has gone has a card with no losses will be placed in the pool. Practice pool. This pool is targeted at new and less experienced players, players who are not yet ready to, uh, to give going flaws a shot and represents a place for them to dip their toe into trials without being thrown straight into the deep end. This pool matches based on connection and weekly performance. How well you have done in trials this week resets every week. Only players with a flawed card and or those who uh, on their first game of the week can play in this pool. Everyone in your fire team must have a flawed card or be on their first game of the week to enter this pool. This pool has stop protection. If you are consistently struggling, it will reduce your weekly performance rating to give you slightly easier matches until you recover and farming protection. If the system detects you are a fire team member are likely attempting to farm the practice pool, it will slow down your matchmaking times initially. And if you continue, it will lock you into the challenger pool for the remainder of the weekend. This does not fix the issue with trials of Osiris. No, it does not. Because let's be uh, really frank. The well, current... no, look, look, last week when we were doing trials, mm-hmm. we should not have gone against someone that has three hundred plus fucking flawlesses. I'm gonna get to that section in a second. That, that that's the meat and potato. But let me talk about the appetizer. The current system of trials of Osiris is damn near perfect, no matter what anyone tells you. Because not only does it give people ways to farm adept weapons on a grander scale, it allows people who are not are not the best players in the world an opportunity to go flawless. 
here are the two issues with the current system. It's too easily abused and it's, and there's no skill-based matchmaking. What do I mean by too easily abused? There's people just doing carries by going to six wins and then resetting on their six match while the other two people or the one person goes to the lighthouse. Or people are one win resetting to farm rank, but to also KD farm, kill death ratio farm, by farming low skill players by staying at the, the first match of the card. And when you actually sit down and look at the at what's going on, you see people who have these like 2.0 KDs, 3.0 KDs, and sometimes they don't even earn it. They don't deserve it. They're sitting there one, and you can even look in the Destiny LFGs on the app. It says one win reset farm because they're trying to a stop people from going yeah. flawless, but also they're not entering the flawless pool where they're supposed to go. And also, they're just making their KD larger to seem like they're intimidating. Yeah. Let's talk about and, and when it comes to the flaw like let's talk about the fault the flawless pool for a second because I talked about it previously. The flawless pool for those who don't fully understand it is once Sunday arrives, if you have gone flawless on Friday or Saturday or at any point post Sunday at reset, you will then be put into the flawless pool. And when you're in the flawless pool, you are not going to match with people that have not gone flawless. So you are matching with people that have already gone flawless, but it gives you a challenge. It's saying, hey, if you want an opportunity for every one of your matches, even if you lose a match, because everyone keeps forgetting that. Bungie has said this multiple times. Even if you go, if you lose a match and you no longer have a flawless card, you have an opportunity for an adept weapon to drop if you get a win. It is like it's not guaranteed, but if you like, you'll still get like enhancement cores and prisms from from winning or trials and grams. But you have a chance for an adept weapon to drop each win, even if your card is flawed. That is what they have said since Flawless Pool has come out, and people don't seem to understand that. They just think, oh, Flawless Pool is too sweaty, and everyone's all sweaty in the Flawless Pool. Man, man. Wow. It's almost as if you went flawless because you were a skilled player. And now you have to fight other skilled players. Now the world's coming to an end, but, and then there's the second thing skill. And uh, and also now they added an extra opponent on an extra component onto it this season with Lightfall. They said, okay, cool. You went flawless. Good job. Now, if you get a seven win card, doesn't matter if it has flaws on it or not. If you have a seven win card post going flawless, you can farm the adept weapon. You can turn in your card and turn in an engram for some glimmer and some and some legendary shards for a chance at the adept weapon. That's how people got their their immortal adept rolls so fast with the roll they've wanted to. They didn't go flawless five, yeah. six, seven times. They just went flawless and then kept turning in cards and they got the god roll they wanted. So you have three different ways to go to, to go farm adept rolls. In the game now, if you go flawless, <coughs> you have going to the lighthouse, farming in the flawless pool, and then turning in a flawed or seven win cards in general. And yet people are still not satisfied. They they want the flawless pool to be eradicated because they see it as a problem because A, it, it makes uh, like doing their carries harder. And 
Carries, let's be let's be frank about it. Carry should not be in the game. Carry should not be in the game. And Bungie has created an environment where like it's part of the flawless seal to take your yeah. friends flawless. It's they did it on the term of trying to create camaraderie, and yet people have turned it into a business. There are people charging for carries, there are people doing raffles on Twitch for carries. When in reality, that shouldn't be like, happening. Like, that's been a thing since day one, though. That doesn't make it okay, though. And I think it's created this economy where Bungie has like sort of catered to it for too long. And it's created this environment where if, like, and if you're going to continue allowing carries, skill-based matchmaking should, should be a thing. Yeah. I know yeah. people don't like it, and people can... Thank you, Tower. <laughs> but... In terms of it, and when also, I need anybody that has a problem with skill-based matchmaking to stop using the straw man of connection to go away. Please. Because the issue is because the issue is not the connection, like, oh, they're prioritizing matchmaking of skill over connection. No. Bungie needs to get dedicated servers, not, oh, the connection is the problem. Because just because you're fighting somebody in a different country, and they have McDonald's in level Wi-Fi. Like, oh, just because someone's fighting someone in a different country, and they have like McDonald's level Wi-Fi, doesn't mean you should have an easier match. It's like it, that, that, that's just the case because we right. kept running into people in trials this weekend, where me and Alchemy are decent. We're one point up, like like one point one, one point two, something like like we're one point zero two. Like we're not the best players; we're pretty average, yeah. but. You have me and Alchemy at like 1.01, 1.02-ish level matching with people that are 2.0, 2.23, 3.0s, or even 1.6, 1.7, 1.8s with over hundreds of flawlesses carrying people with like a 0.4 KD because they either paid for it or they want a raffle. Yeah. I don't care what level your KD is, if you're carrying somebody, you sh- that that person should be immediately be pulled up to your skill bracket. S- same thing with console players having to be, having to opt into PC players. People with lower skills should, uh, if you want to be carried, you should have to fight on their skill level, not the other yeah. way around. Because we see so many times they're like, Okay, cool. We're just gonna give the person with the low KD the fire team leader. That way, we match with lower skill players, and we can stop them. That's what stop protection should be: is preventing that. It should be outlier protection for those situations. But it keeps happening over and over again. Where we see these high, high, high skill level players matching with people they have no business going up against. And when you see them on trials report, you're just like, we're not winning this. There's no way. There's no way on God's green earth. There were times where we would step onto the the, the, the match and we'd be sniped so fast it would it seem as if we we did like like nothing. We we could not yeah. move. And that's not me making excuses. <coughs> I grind trials almost every week. It's out. I play Iron Banner. I, Alchemy grinds his little heart out and has the flawless seal. Like we're not like chump players making excuses. I know when I make no, mistakes. Sometimes I try to gild it. Yeah, like we, we're like we're not making excuses. We know, like in a lot of situations, it's a skill issue. I'll admit when I miss a shot or when I mess up, I'm not dumb. But when it's a legitimately a situation of 
you're on another echelon of a tier than me, there should be no yeah. reason I should see a 2.0 player anywhere near me as a 1.02 in any way, shape, or form. And yet Bungie's just like, no, nah, that's okay. That That's fine. Like, what? <laughs> that's why... I hated on me for so long when I was pissed off that SBMM was taken out of control. Yeah, no, people get so mad about that, but it's like skill because skill-based matchmaking actually makes video games better people didn't even and like the i I saw i I saw someone complaining the other day about iron banner they're like i don't like skill-based matchmaking because it makes my iron banner wait time super long because it's trying to find me a match you mean it's trying to find you players on your skill level to play against it's fucking crazy apparently is is that a problem well i want to play my video game well, well, if you're on a tier level where other people are not on your tier, what, what, what do you expect people just to like play on your level and get stomped and then they leave? Like, yeah. what? That doesn't make any sense. Sometimes I've, I've heard stories of people saying their friends bring them into Destiny, they try Crucible, and they just leave the game saying, hey, I can't play this game anymore because I like my PvP, and this game's PvP is just absolute ass. Mm-hmm. So it just, it very much feels like... Trials, but, like, Panda, you and Alchemy, we we ran, we ran Iron Banner earlier this week, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's the first time, or maybe the second time, I've stepped into Iron Banner in two years. When they took SBMM out of freaking uh out of PvP initially, I was devastated because I I actually felt good. I felt like I was being challenged appropriately. Yeah. I was learning, I was understanding how to work it. I hadn't touched Iron Banner in two years. And mm-hmm. the first three matches we did, I was Yes, okay, I will admit I was ability spamming my freaking infinite baby's bill. That's all right. I actually felt viable again. Yeah. I was getting, you know, 10, you know, 12, 15 kills a match mm-hmm. with yeah. my infinite babies. And I hadn't done that in two years. Right. I felt great. And. Coming, you coming from some trials? I'd actually grind it with you, right? And like they even, and they they took a big stride with trials when they introduced the flawless pool. But then people started to figure out how they could manipulate it. Here's how you fix. Here's how you fix trials of Osiris. You make it so until you get a flawed card, you cannot reset your card. Until Mm -hmm. you have a flawed card, or until you have wasted your mercy, you you cannot you you cannot reset your card. Now, granted. That brings in the idea of oh we'll just purposely lose a match and then and then reset. But even then, you can't if you have like five, six, seven wins on a card, you shouldn't be able to reset until you have that loss. Which means you're yeah. endangering the player you're trying to carry by taking that loss. That should be the penalty you, you take. Second mercy on a flood or or second. Um, let's see on the cards in mm-hmm. order to 
uh, to prevent that from happening from people resetting after, you know, a single loss match. I think yeah, yeah. So, so like even, even with them adding that, you should be like that, that should make it even harder. Until you lose those two mercies, you're not resetting your card. That should be the way it is. But also, yeah. once you implement that, you then have a situation where it's like, okay, cool. Now you add skill based matchmaking in, and then you make it so if you're a zero point two player, you get pulled up to the echelon of the person you're playing with. That's how it should be. Doesn't matter who's fire team leader. If you have a 2.0 on your team, you're going up to the 2.0 tier. That should be the, the yeah. end cut of it. I don't care what's going on because there were times where we would load into matches where there's like 0 0.4, 0 0.5, 0 0.4, and they have like none of the correct mods on. And you know, they're going to die. You know, that the, they're newer players that are trying trials for the first time and they have no idea what they're doing. They're just trying to get some engrams. There should be no reason that me and Alchemy are fighting them. That, 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 that's yeah. absurd. But on the same level, me and Alchemy should be fighting people on our tier level, not just sweat mother like, like crazy 2.0s. There, there, there should be a tiered system for trials. And like, say these people that are like 0 0.4 or 0 0.5 with the wrong mods, once they get the right mods, the right targeting mods, the better rolls of the guns, and they are able to prove like two, three, four times they're able to go flawless in that pool. Okay, cool. Now we're going to put you into the next tier because your KD has risen. You're on the next echelon of the, the table and you keep yeah. progressing. Like don't make it a rank system like comp, but make it like a tiered system where you are able to strive to go to those higher tiers. And then, hey, I'm a 2.0 now. Knock your ass back. You start losing again because you are not as skilled as the other players, and you settle in at a KD where you know you play at. You play at that KD, and you stay at that KD until you rise. And once you rise, you go to the next tier, and then you settle out of that KD, and you 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 stay there. Like, and if you go flawless, cool. You you start playing against harder players. It should be that kind of system. But people say see that, and they don't want it. And they and their biggest scapegoat is. Oh, the connection's bad. It shouldn't exist. No, dummy. You should still have to play people on your skill level, regardless of if I have McDonald's Wi-Fi or good Wi-Fi. <clears throat> because to counter the argument of like McDonald's Wi-Fi over that, what's the difference between you fighting a uh, you being a 2.0 and fighting someone who's a 2.0 and they have McDonald's Wi-Fi, then me fighting a 1.0 as a 1.0 when they have McDonald's Wi-Fi. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like it's the, it should be a tier or like or like the or the, the, the better argument is if you're a 2.0 player fighting a 2.0 with McDonald's Wi-Fi, or you're a 2.0 player fighting a 0 0.44 with McDonald's Wi-Fi, there's no difference. So why shouldn't they prioritize the skill level over the connection? It makes the most sense. Yep. But the problem is the most vocal people are the ones who are supportive of connection base and who really just want to sit there and be able to get those easy wins. They're the most vocal and yep. they're the most, they're the ones, you know, they're the, the, the big streamers who, you know, make their money off of, you know, being able to consistently stomp 
lower tier, lower skilled players like me because people get off on it. And what's so funny is I think I heard from one like hot like PvP streamer, they were like, Oh, people just use pub stomp as as a straw man. I'm like, no, you use connection based as as a straw man. Like you want the ability for you to go down the ladder and fight lower skill players. You want that to be your existence, and that shouldn't be the existence. If you ha- now, like, if you want to use longer wait times as your next straw man, wow, you have to wait to play people on your skill level. It's like your Goku not w- wanting to fight somebody at their strongest power level. Like, literally, like that's what Goku gets his rocks off on in Dragon Ball Z. And you're not saying you like you're, you're as good as Goku. You want to just like stomp on the little guy? Like, stop it, bro! It's not funny. Like that. That's no, don't that, be Frieza. Yeah, don't be Frieza. Yeah, like, that, 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 don't, don't be fucking Frieza. Like that's kind of where my brain's at at this point. Where like, I, I just have this very low tolerance for people just saying that like this version of PvP is going to be better. No, it's going to be worse because. You're yeah. gonna have this gi- like giant mixed pool of people who never go flawless, and it's gonna be like back to where it was, where only the elite of the elite. Now, granted, that's what some people want. Some people want it like that, where only the elite of the elite get it. But like, the whole point of it is supposed to be where anybody could like like bust their butt and earn the adept. And there was a great thing that somebody suggested. I forget who it was. I think I, I think I, I really forget who the streamer was. They had a great idea for a card, a, a passage for Saint to have. It was like a passage of like deliverance or something like that, where like it didn't matter how many flaws you had in your card. If you hit like got like 21 wins over the course of the weekend, you got an adept weapon. You didn't need to go to the lighthouse. But if you got 21 wins, which is the equivalent of three cards, you got an adept weapon, and you only get one per week. I thought that was a genius idea to incentivize people to play trials at any skill level. That would incentivize me. Yeah. Y'all know I don't play trials. Like, that would be such a great way to get lower skill players to dip their toe into trials. If like if if people really want to gatekeep the lighthouse that much, cool. Make that passage. Make that passage. Give people a reason. If you want to get, keep like the sparrows and the and the shaders and whatnot, cool. Do that, but give people a chance to get the adept weapon. That's that. I, that's where I, that's where yeah. I'm at right now. Yep. So that's where I'm gonna leave that. Well, I don't know if y'all... Sometimes those weapons can be top DPS because look at Reed's Regret when it was available. Reed's Regret was DPS. so. <laughs> Reed's Regret was so busted as a as a as a as a DPS tool for raids. Bungie literally had to make a like free to play version of it for everyone in Witch Queen because they saw, hey, Reed's Regret is busted. Let's give everyone a void version of it for free. That's how busted yeah. Reed's Regret. Was. <laughs> like, like, like that. Yeah, I, I, I very much am on that stance, and I would love, I would love to have some PvP people in the community come on the show. We would love to have a summit of some kind and talk about this because there is no viable argument that anybody has been able to give me as to why the flawless pool is bad other than people manipulate it. That's, that's all like, like because I, I won't buy the carry argument because the carry, I, I, I firmly believe the carry 
system is like flawed to begin with. But in terms of like, because I, I, there was somebody who like told me once, oh, I can't help my friends go flawless because I'm like a, like a 2.0 and they're a, they're a 0.5. Okay, cool. Have your friend make some friends on their tier level and go into trials. Or better yet, because Fireteam matchmaking is a thing now, have your friend go solo into trials and you coach them, but them also play people on their skill level. Because that's what they should do. They should play people on their skill level. Genius. Like, I, 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 I don't, I don't know, where, I don't know where I come up with this stuff. Like, it's, it's crazy. But anyway, and I love you so much for all of this discussion about SBMM. As someone who is lower skilled and struggles even in sixes, like to hear somebody actually like validating my feelings about skill-based matchmaking just oh god sparks joy sparks joy i mean i'm glad i i'm, I'm glad i get like like, like get, get you that feeling because like there wasn't even a point i believe it was, like, like, like i forget who it was actually matter of fact i forget who it was but something like there was a streamer who said he's heard from lower skill players that they're not getting any challenge out of skill-based matchmaking and i'm like what that no that doesn't, that doesn't make, make sense. sense at all who the like, hell it, would- say that as a low skill uh, like player. yeah it, it doesn't make any damn sense but it's fine but 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 next week we will be back pending any crazy announcements from bungie we will spend next week talking about season of defiance and digging into the story finally um the, uh, there's been some emotional beats that i want to dig into uh, but 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 that'll be next yeah. week we'll we'll dive into that hopefully yeah, the, the the little white Easter egg that that like people have been finding is pretty cool. Um, but Tower, what is your closing statement for this episode? Uh, honestly, like I said before, thank you for validating no making and you know making me feel like I actually like my my arguments are heard and understood. I appreciate it. No problem. Alchemy, what you got? Alchemy, why are you muted? Oh, sorry, but my closing statement is um, I just I can't really have a closing statement right now. But I'm just (laughs) glad that they're trying something new and that players should get out there and get into their play normal SBMM and actually gets play with their skill bracket. Yes. Um, my closing statement is I'm cautiously optimistic for the future of Destiny. Um, I did not put on that, that PvP rant taking us uh, another hour into the show. I apologize. But um, we will catch you folks next week here on Cosmodrome Radio and we will see you star side. Peace out.